This is L. David Hessler here to thank you for listening to Bad Notes. This week's middle of the episode mixtape guest is Primitivity with their song Psychologic. Find more of their work at Primitivity.com. Remember to listen through to the very end of the show to hear an urgent message from Orb Industries, longtime sponsor of Bad Notes and industry experts in the field of paranormal mystery. In 1996, after nearly two decades spent touring the American Midwest with his heavy metal band Starfed, cult guitar hero Orrin Moon disappeared without a trace. Despite dozens of distraught fans, the music industry barely noticed his absence. While law enforcement assumed Moon had simply fled the country or joined a religious commune, For nearly two more decades, the true story went untold. Then, in early 2016, a music journalist for National Independent Radio received an unmarked package that contained over 200 dated microcassettes with a handwritten letter that read, This is the story of Orrin Moon. He was an amazing musician, a loving father, and the best demon slayer the world never knew. Notes, created by L. David Hessler. Part 13. them outside they put me in this box I think it's a shipping container like the ones they load onto boats and stack at shipyards I think it's one of those and it's half buried in the ground somewhere at ruddy heights there's there's no light no bed no chairs or anything like that just a few buckets of water and this damn cassette recorder. I've been in this crate for hours, face to face with unforgiving darkness. And I don't think I'm alone. 
Wicked Jenny commanded her shepherds, the tall vampires with no eyes, to lock me in this place. She had stared at us and flashed that sanguine grin, then said it was for my safety and for Mel's. That, that it was going to make me better. I told her that I was fine, that I was You aren't real. There it is. Good Lord. I think it's in here with me. I tried to fight them, the shepherds I mean. As soon as they put their skeletal hands in my arms, I tried to yank myself free. I kicked one in the groin, but I might as well have kicked a brick wall. It made no difference. They're vampires. So powerful and unfeeling and stoic. But then Pony, he tried to help me. Even though he's the one who brought us to Ginny, said it was time we met her. He tried to stop the shepherds. He's like them. He's a vampire too. He gnashed his teeth and two enormous fangs erupted from his mouth as he hissed at the shepherds. They ignored him and when he tried to attack them, Ginny tackled him. They rolled across the ground, hissing and growling and baring their teeth at one another. The last thing I saw was Wicked Ginny sitting on Pony's chest and pressing blade-like talons against his throat as if daring him to resist further. And I heard her say, I made you. I can end you. And then there was Mel's expression. The terror. The confusion on her face. It was the last thing I saw before they put me in here. I've tried to remember her smile, the way, the way she grinned when she told a joke or heard a new song. But all I can see is that terrified look on her face. Not like she was afraid of them, but like she was afraid of me. Like, ah. I am Mele, and you are not real. There it is again. That voice. I swear, it's coming from the shadows. It sounds so close. Mel, please, if, if you can hear me, open the door. It's in here with me. Murmur is in here with me. Have you ever noticed the way she looks at you? Please, please stop. Please just, just leave us alone. Like she wouldn't mind if you dropped dead. She's never looked at me like that. Oh, wait, that's how you look at her. <laughs> Oh, 
holy hell, it's, it's in me. Murmur is in me.
It's the smoke. This is all happening because of the smoke. I stood too close to Murmur's flaming finger when we tried to burn it at the rest stop. Alonzo warned me that the smoke was dangerous, and here I am. Here we are, face to face in the dark. Me and the mimicking demon itself. Except, it's, it's in me, using my mouth to speak, twisting my tongue to its whim. Like, like it's trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to break me. There's a big pool of blood in the little black room. It has a worn moon captured in the far, whatever the hell that is. And Alonzo, too. Probably everyone Mel knows is in that room. And I'm here in my own black room. And I don't know what to do. I wonder who sprung a leak today. Shut the hell up! It's so dark in here. It's... It's almost like I have my eyes shut, and all I can see is that awful creature from my dream, its hands reaching out for me. The rest of its body is covered in some kind of black cloth, but I can see the hand. Shriveled with long, slender fingers, strips of putrid flesh dangle from them like overripe fruit, and even though it terrifies me, I want to take that hand in my own. It's murmurs, I'm sure. And this is all because of the smoke. It's not my hand you're after. It belongs to something much worse. Then what the hell is it? Stuck in a box with this piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, you're a piece of shit. One of these days, you'll have to make a real decision. Life or death. So grow a pair. I'll choose whatever helps Mel find her dad, you dick. You hear me? Even if I have to die, I'll do whatever I can to help her. She's the reason I'm here, and I don't regret that. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, we could end this right here, couldn't we? One of those buckets they left for me. I could pry the handle off. Maybe, what, stab it into my throat? Run it into my eye and through my brain? What would you be without me? What would you be if I died? I'm not the one in control here, though, right? You are. So, make me do it. Make me end myself right now. Take yourself out of her misery. Do it! That's all you have? Words? You have no power. You're not real. 
You have the strength of a shadow, of a reflection. I am murmured, you are real. I am murmured, and you are not real. You're not murmur. You're a symptom, a side effect. Murmur is with Alonzo and Orin. Murmur is in the far. You're here with me in a goddamn box in the ground. You have no strength over me. You have no power. You don't belong here or there. At least I have a home. At least I have a purpose. You're not Murmur. Not real. What the hell took you so long? Thanks again for listening to Bad Notes, written and produced by me, L. David Hessler. If you like this story, you can get more of my books and original music at ldavidhessler.com. Follow me on Twitter at ldhessler to get updates about my next horror podcast coming later this year. And while you're at it, hashtag Bad Notes to get a digital high five and literal high praise from me personally. You can also help support the podcast by visiting patreon.com slash ldavidhessler or by leaving an honest review on Apple Podcasts. This episode's mixtape guest is Primitivity. Find their work at primitivity.com. The voice of Murmur the Demon was provided by Joe Garwood. Listen to my other show, The B-Mega Podcast, where I've spent hundreds of hours collaborating with one of my best friends to create a universe of original and absurd superheroes. Celebrate creativity with us and be mega at megatoncitynews.com. And now, the marketing department at Orb Industries would like me to share this brief but potentially life-saving paragraph with you. They've instructed me not to lay eyes upon the copy until I record it, and I am only to record it this one time. Harmful spiritual residue can be left behind by creatures such as the mimicking demon, the galloping phantom, or the nesting goblin. 
The Division of Ceremonial Safety at Orb Industries would like me to remind you that a clean altar is a safe altar. If you carry out a sacred rite or ritual, remember to thoroughly cleanse all tools, weapons, and sacrificial effigies involved, or else risk a lingering and unpredictable connection to the darkest otherworldly dimensions. Orb Industries, like a gentle soap for your soul. <laughs>